Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Let Go Forth program. I am your host, Ben O'Young, and I have a unique interview today. I have the Executive Director of United States Catholic Mission Association. Please welcome Dr. Donald McCrabb. Hi, Don. Hi, Ben. It's great to be with you. I am honored. It is so cool talking to you, Don. And why don't we go up and right off the bat and start out with a opening prayer. Great. We gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for you call us to mission. You send us on mission and you sustain us in mission. You seek the lost sheep. You feed children. And you welcome foreigners to the table of your bounty. Bless all who reach out to your people in love, humility, and joy. We pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. In the, Father, in the name of Son, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Don. You so, are very welcome. I could go on and on about your curriculum vitae. You have an extensive background, doctor. But what I wanted to share off the bat is, how did you become involved with United States Catholic Mission Association? Please share. Oh, Ben, happy to. A lot of my time working in the church and for the church and by the grace of God uh, with the church has been in campus ministry. And even in campus ministry, we would talk about being missionaries in higher education. And then I was called to do priestly formation work, and I did that for 12 years. And that was just an incredible blessing to be with the men as they were going through their formation. My focus was in the area of pastoral formation. But we had a young family at the time, and my work was taking me on the road a lot. And my wife, Barbara, and I discerned that really it was it's time for me to, to spend more time at home and to shift into more of an administrative role. And I worked with various different organizations, but I always felt that call to something more. And when the opportunity came in 2015, I applied for this position and was uh, hired by the board to serve as executive director of the United States Catholic Mission Association. And it's been a wonderful experience. So I'm coming up on my eighth anniversary. Eight years at the helm of USCMA, and we are blessed to have you. And Don, it sounds like the Lord was preparing you the whole time. You know, Ben, I, I really think so. In the first couple of years, a mission was really important for me, but it was really mission understood as kind of the purpose of an organization. And when I started with USCMA, I really had to learn about and pray through the call to mission and what mission was all about, because it's much bigger than the purpose of an organization. And so it's just been amazing to understand that and just beginning to understand that. I was kind of chuckling a bit uh, when you said at the helm. Sometimes I feel like I'm just <laughs> bailing water, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing, because we're a relatively small organization. But it's still been very much a blessing. 
and a blessing to so many missionaries. Could you please share, Don, as you talked about being on the helm, focus of USCMA. Its primary focus is to assist missionaries, bottom line. Bottom line, right. The notion of USCMA is that we're, we're an association. And so because we're an association, we're a particularly uh, U.S. based kind of experience, right? The United States is known for its associations. Associations are always voluntary. So that's an important component. But the, the, the most important, with the, the, whenever the board talks about this, the most important word in our title is, is the word mission. And so mission has always been our focus. And sometimes people feel like they need to qualify that word. Uh, are you talking about home missions or are you talking about foreign missions? Uh, and that whole sensitivity has changed dramatically. Before Vatican II, the, the idea of mission, that was really for priests and sisters going off to foreign countries. It was seen as over and above. It was heroic, and indeed it is. With Vatican II, uh, mission really became the responsibility of all of us because it's foundational to who we are as church. So with that said, you know, so many missionaries have shared that once we're baptized, we're called to missionary work. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so that's the focus also of USCMA, not only to support the missionaries, but to let everybody know, here's the mission field. Let's go out. Let's go forth and serve in the mission field. After Vatican II, there was a great movement towards ecumenism, for example. And, um, you know, there was a lot of hope about that. Uh, clearly, there was a tremendous amount of changes in, uh, in worship. You know, we went from Latin to, to the uh, vernacular, for example. Also, one of the things that, that is not spoken about nearly enough, in, in my estimation, is the Catholics really started to read their Bibles. And that was wonderful. That was a great blessing of Vatican II, is to really uh, help us and encourage us to encounter uh, Jesus through the Word of God. And so that was a great blessing of Vatican II. So in, in doing all of that, USCMA was focused in on, okay, how can we be in relationship with, what, what can we learn from other Christian denominations that are doing mission? And one of the things that had happened among our Protestant sisters and brothers is that they were doing mission as a congregation, as opposed to as individuals. You know, the whole idea that you could do mission as a congregation, that's a very different approach than Catholics. And so we were learning about that. We were learning about the dynamics of, of being in relationship with people from a different culture a different language, just a different rhythm of life. And so there was a lot of focus on that. And also trying to discern where are we going as, as a people that inhabit this planet together. So tremendous growth and development over the years, expanding the role of mission. And that leads to this new initiative, which we call the Go Forth Program. And could you share Don, please, how that all formulated and started, because so many people have asked me, hey, this is pretty creative. How, how did this come about, this Go Forth program? 
the seeds of this program was really from the Catholic Communications Campaign about five, six years ago. We approached the Catholic Communications Campaign to help support our newsletter, uh, which they did. And in talking with the folks who work for the Catholic Communications Campaign, one of the things they said is, you, you might think about a podcast. Podcasts are becoming more and more popular. But then this thing called the pandemic happened. And we did a first collaborative work with the Pontifical Mission Society. During the pandemic, we actually had a video cast where we would interview missionaries and their spirituality and what that spirituality could help us understand about this experience of the pandemic. Then my own board said, whoa, this pandemic has really asked us to look deeply at who we are and what we're trying to do. And so the board went through an 18-month process to really discern what the Lord was calling us to do. And in April last year, they came up with a new understanding of our mission. And so our mission is to really create a community of leaders who are engaged in networking, formation, and advocacy for God's mission. And so when we talk about advocacy, we're not talking about public policy. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the advocate that the Father and the Son has sent to us, that the great feast of the Holy Spirit is Pentecost, which is the roots of mission, the mission of the church. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to, to do something to, again, amplify the call to mission that is embedded in, as you said earlier, our baptismal vows, where we are all called to mission, and we are all encouraged by the Spirit to discern how we go about doing that. And then the particulars, uh, we work with a, uh, a wonderful well, a woman by the name of uh, Barbara Gonzalez writing grant proposals for us. And so it came around that it was time to consider applying to the Catholic Communications Campaign. And then I got to just be forthcoming, I didn't think we had a prayer. They, they have that expression of the Hail Mary pass. We kind of threw together this proposal at the last minute. And at one point she says, okay, so what am I going to do with this? And I said, well, it won't hurt. <laughs> so go ahead and send it in. And by the grace of God, uh, we were funded to uh, launch Go Forth. And so that's how those Seeds were planted and the ground that it was planted in, and by the grace of God, it, it has taken root. And of course, the, the little team that uh, you and Lisa Helene and I have created has just been a tremendous blessing. Oh, ab absolutely for me too. And and the beauty and joy of this is, is that, Doctor, we get to hear the different stories of missionaries. And it's amazing how many people have shared that their joy is contagious and it's hopefully and prayerfully we're seeing that more people enter and support the mission fields yeah absolutely and from a leadership perspective not only do we want to support folks who are in the mission fields but we want to support those leaders so that they can then learn from other leaders and so that's kind of the new direction of the 
the association is to really focus in on leaders so that if you just look at our board, our president is Sister Nancy, and she's a Franciscan sister. She was in mission in Brazil for over 30 years. And now the bishop of the, the, the Diocese of Juliet has asked her to be a parish administrator in a small, rural, predominantly Black Catholic community and serve their pastoral needs. So she continues to be on mission, even as she is moving into the retirement years. And then we have Father Tom, who is a La Salette missionary, who's from India. And so it's just the incredible breadth of our board. We have uh, Dr. Antoinette Mesha, who is in many ways a child of mission. Her father was brought over from one of the African countries. And then she and her mom came and joined her father over here, and that gave her another perspective. She's now the director of the Office of Mission for the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. And the stories just go on and on about the richness of that. The other thing that we have to be mindful of is the number of religious women and priests who are now here in the United States from other countries who are serving our parishes. So the mission field has really significantly changed. Mission, as we say, no, no matter wherever you are or whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Mission is everywhere. And that's one of the things that we're trying to identify and to amplify and to support people in their discernment about how they can respond. How we all can respond to the wonderful message of the gospel which is evident in so many missionaries and how the Holy Spirit has touched their hearts. Which brings me to the Sunday readings, the 20th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And you had written a commentary about the tremendous faith of this, this gospel passage. You want to share a little bit about that, Don, please? Because it was so deep in this whole story that so many people don't truly understand. I think uh, I've seen this over and over again, that, that this gospel passage so many people just are, are missing the main point of it. Absolutely, Ben. For a long time, I really struggled with this passage because it seems like Jesus is insulting this woman. And and I go, oh my God, oh, how is that possible? I'm a bit of a film buff and virtually every film about Jesus that's been made, <laughs> I have watched. And in one of those films, it's kind of like Jesus says to the disciples, I've learned she's taught me something and to the disciples and you need to be able to learn too. My approach as, as I was reading at this time, what really struck me was how this story functioned within Matthew's community. The, the gospel of Matthew is, is kind of the text that they live by. And so they would be very aware that a, a few verses before Peter is saved by Jesus during the stormy sea, grasped by hand, pulled up, and Jesus say, how little is your faith? And then he proclaims for this Canaanite woman, how great is your faith? And so what I really take from this story is a celebration, a celebration of her absolute humility. She gives homage to Jesus 
before he does anything for her. The disciples give him homage after he calms the sea, after he saves Peter, but she gives him homage beforehand, and she's totally respectful to him. That kind of humility, that kind of purification is something that we all have to do. That prayer that she says, Lord, help me. What a beautiful prayer. And we're called to say that like 50 times a day, you know, Lord, help me. So this is a wonderful reading for missionaries. Lord, help me. Help me see the children that need to be fed. Help me see the foreigner who is seeking something. I mean, she wants the healing of her her daughter. So I think that's what we're about. Mm, so true. Thank you for sharing, Don. The other thing you shared about was humbleness. And I was just reading recently St. Catherine of Siena, and she was sharing our humbleness is preceded by humility. And this Canaanite woman, very full of humility before she even approached Jesus. And if we can do the same, we'll grow closer to him. That's exactly right. And I think one of the things that has been supportive to me in my own spiritual life is the series, The Chosen. And they do a marvelous job with the story of the the sea. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with the, the story of the Canaanite woman. And again, yeah. the message is we have to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Certainly the Canaanite woman had her eyes fixed on him, on the Lord. <clears throat> she went right going to him and, and <clears throat> certainly got his attention, but showing all of us the importance of humility in our work. Well, and, and that's the contrast I wanted to bring out in the commentary is that she's crying out to him and Jesus doesn't say anything. She continues to cry out, and it's the disciples that approach Jesus. The disciples are coming to Jesus and say, look, you send her away, because we're not going to show it. You send her away. And Jesus doesn't. He doesn't. He turns and he engages her. And I think that's something that's often missed. He doesn't dismiss her. He engages her. And that's when he talks about feeding the children. And he doesn't dismiss us. If we give a little in the mission field, we get so much back. Exactly. Jesus never refuses us. Yes, yes. Before I let you go, Don, is there anything else you want to share to our listening audience? Your advice about entering the mission field and following the Lord. One of the things is that, you know, there, there will be moments in our lives and, and we never know where it's going to come from. I was with a group of young people lately. It was at one of our mission appeals, right, that you know so well. And the young people are sitting in the back of the church. And I go up to them and I said, now, you know the story of St. Francis, right? (laughs) Because St. Francis was kind of in the back of the church when the Lord spoke to him. One, to be open to hearing that still small voice, to hear how the Lord is really affirming us by calling us 
We used to say in youth ministry, God doesn't make junk. And that is absolutely true. God doesn't make junk. Indeed, God has wonderful things in store for us. We think of Jeremiah, the plans that I have for you, right? So, but we have to hear it and then we have to pursue it. We have to understand what that means. And there's lots of people who are willing to accompany folks through that discernment. They've met some of them through our own meetings. And thank God for modern technology. Some young women who are wondering about mission could be in direct conversation with Sister Michael Marie or with Hannah from Focus Ministries or Maggie Reardon from Homeboy Industries. She was wonderful. And these folks are available to support us. And it could be a conversation or it could be really a friendship that could last a lifetime. So it's just hear the voice of God, honor it, but honor yourself enough to attend to it and to begin to respond to it, but always within the context of the church. We can't send ourselves on mission. <laughs> we are not sent by ourselves on mission. Only the Lord sends us on mission, and he does that through the church. Yes, not only through the church, but also just hearing his subtle call. As you were drawn to the mission field and serving USCMA, may others also be drawn to the mission field as well. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, Don, it has been a delight talking to you, and I, I'm really happy that the listeners had an opportunity to meet the executive director of USCMA, who spearheaded the uh, Go Forth program and all the wonderful opportunities we have to interview different missionaries. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, before I let you go, is there anything else you want to share? Well, I always like to encourage people to make sure that they pray for missionaries. When we come together and we hear the word of God, the Lord feeds us by his word. He feeds us with his body and blood, soul and divinity every time we come together at Eucharist. But he also sends us forth. So when you look at that exit sign and you're going out the back of the church, think, I'm now entering mission territory. <laughs> so always please pray for missionaries. And, and if you are able, make it a regular thing. Once, at least once a week, whenever the Lord puts it on your heart, Monday morning, Friday afternoon at three o'clock, sometime during the course of the week, just set aside some time to pray for missionaries. And there's a lot of them that are in very, very difficult situations right now. Haiti comes to mind. Nicaragua is on our hearts. Uh, Sudan and the civil war that's there. So many of the folks that are in Asia that are suffering. So there's a lot of folks that are suffering and the missionaries are with them sharing that suffering in our name. So if we can remember them in prayer, that would be a great blessing to them. Remembering them in prayer, especially all of our missionary brothers and sisters who unfortunately have very difficult circumstances, but they're relying on the Lord and our prayers help. Our prayers help. And if I may recommend also too, when you do your rosary, when you celebrate the glorious mysteries of the Pentecost, remember the missionaries then too. It's a great idea, Ben. That's absolutely. Well, Dr. McCrabb, thank you so much for your time. 
and for sharing so much about your experiences as well as the initiative of the Go Forth program. And may we all go forth and spread the good news. Amen. God bless. Go Forth is a service of the United States Catholic Mission Association, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite listening platform. We'd love to earn five stars from you, so be sure to leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org forward slash go forth for scripture commentaries, show notes, and Mission Cafe details. Check out the show notes for pictures and links about our witnesses' mission. Our music is Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Stefan, used by License with OCP. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. Come back next week to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Steadfast is his kindness toward us.